Welcome back to another episode of Kansas City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I am your host again, David English, and I have another uh, Q&A session. I've been acquiring uh, questions that you guys have been submitting over the last couple weeks, hence the small break between recent episodes. And um, wanted to run through a few questions commonly asked uh, by a variety of you and see if we can't uh, continue to steer the podcast in a direction that fits your request. So with no further ado, um, I'm going to jump in and uh, start knocking these things out as quick as I can. Um, again, if you have questions, please send them to denglish at ad-trend.com. And uh, I will, um, kind of like last time, uh, go through them from time to time, try to have a question and answer session. I love the comments. I love the feedback. It's been really great. And um, I hope those of you that are listening are finding it as intriguing as I am. So um, again, I'm going to start out real quick. Rick in New York. I appreciate Rick for listening. Um, I think you've emailed me a few times and um, this is one of the questions I wanted to get to. He asked, in my opinion, what is the most efficient way to grow a small business? And um, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of ways to grow a business. Um, but regardless of business and industry, and you weren't very specific here, but um, I mean, you got to hustle. You got to make good decisions. You got to have a plan, a strategic plan on how, what that growth looks like. Um, even if you take two businesses that are uh, in the same industry, um, you know, two billboard businesses, two dentist offices, two tire store sales, um, the way those businesses grow are very different because of how uh, the plan that is laid out um by the owner is is put put into place. So, um, really, I mean, have a plan, have that plan, and stick to that plan. Um, run that plan into the ground, and if that involves um, your brand and your image appearing a certain way, then uh, I would definitely think that you should stick to that plan. Again, I'll say it: don't alter, don't don't um, make changes because something sounds good or there's a new fad. Um, if you want to be efficient have a passion for what you do, hustle, and really continually do it well, day in and day out. Uh, Tim in Kansas City uh, asked for advice to someone looking to increase their revenue. Um, I mean, other than sell more, uh, I, I think the, the the best advice I would give someone if you're trying to increase your revenue on a monthly or yearly, quarterly basis, um, I'd really look at the low-hanging fruit that every business has. Um, you have customers out there who are, uh, or potential customers, I should say, out there who are um, wanting to do business with you. Find a way to make that happen. Find a way to make that happen and pick that low-hanging fruit. It's there. Every business has it. Um, I would encourage any business owner to look at their client clients, look at their book of business, past clients, people who have um, showed an interest in that business. Uh, those are individuals that are really, really easy to sell to um, and therefore increasing revenue really quick. Uh, the other thing I would say, if you want to increase revenue, I would really streamline your business, uh, remove bottlenecks, make sure that everything's running as efficient as possible, make sure that um, there's a system of checks and balances put into place that you know keeps 
the business from leaking um, costs, if you will. And um, those efficiencies, those last lack of leaks, the um, streamlined business practice, while it's not directly linked to sales, I, my opinion is over time, it will increase revenue because of the efficiency that the business is running with. Um, next is Jackson at Lee Summit. Uh, he said, how do you get the most out of your employees? Have you found success in, mo- how have you found success in motivating them? You know, it's funny, I, um, the world has changed so much in the last handful of years. Managers no longer in the position to hammer their fist on the table and demanding that people listen to them. Uh, it's not how it works anymore. Threatening them, holding something over their head, um, reminding them of mistakes they have made in a negative way. Um, my employees are most motivated by the fact that they have a a part in the business. Uh, they, if they run their own department or if they are in charge of making their own decisions, um, I want to know what's going on. I want to make sure we're making the right decisions. And I want to make sure that we are running the business. It's been a theme so far, but as efficiently as possible. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you have to trust that they're doing things right. And if you've trained them well and you've relayed your message correctly, uh, that can be done really, really well. And it can be, have be you know, of compounding benefits to the business owner or manager. Speak very clearly about what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and how it's going to accomplish. Not in a degrading sort of way, but be very clear about it. You know, we need to do this. We need to accomplish that. We need to increase revenue by X amount. And explain to them how you're going to make that happen. What is what is that going to take to get there? And um, make sure they understand that they have the ability to make decisions as an employee, you trust them to make the decisions to reach their goals. And um, with time, trust is gained. And with trust, I have found, comes a more engaged employee, someone who is more apt to excel at their job opposed to just meeting at the bottom line. Um, but yeah, communicate really well. Talk about what you want and, and, and explain it without question. Take away the excuses. And train them so that they understand how the business is best to get there. At that point, you must trust them. You must allow them to make the decisions. If they fail, it's on them. And if they succeed, it's definitely on them. And you point that out. You make sure they understand that the reason there was a success here in large part is due to them. Um, Jerry asked a question, and I get this a lot. I, it's a very broad question, and I think everyone here listening was going to have a different opinion. Uh, his question is, what makes a successful day? And two-part question, I guess, what makes a successful business? Jerry, I, almost, I don't know you, Jerry. I almost guarantee you and I have a different opinion about this. Um, what makes a successful day for me is very different than what it is for about everyone else listening. Um, to me, success... Um, obviously is an increased revenue, a growing financial, a growing and financially sound business, a business that continues to produce profit at both a gross and a net value. Uh, it is also a happy family, a stable family, a loving family, a loving wife, um, loving children, uh, a work life balance. All of that is success to me. 
Um, all that make, makes it for a successful day. If I can get up, um, have my morning coffee, scroll through emails, figure out a plan to tackle my morning and my day, I can um, spend some morning time with my wife and boys and um, while I'm at work, accomplish items off of my list throughout the day, um, all along making money for the company. And when I get home, have a pleasant evening with my children and my, my wife, that's a success, that is a very successful day. I think a successful business, if you will, doesn't provide that for just one person, but it provides it for everybody. Everyone involved in that business should look at that, look at it and say, you know, today was a good day. Um, obviously, you want a business to be financially successful. And success from a monetary standpoint is different for everybody. Um, success from a work-life balance as a business owner or a business manager is, is very different. You want your employees to go home happy. You want them to go home and enjoy their time with their families. Or if they don't have, or don't have a, if they're young and don't have a wife and uh, children, they want to go and enjoy their time away from the office. Um, success is a very variable term, but I do think it's important, Jerry, that you define what that is to you and what success looks like in your world, um, and go out and make sure every day is a part of that success. Um, if success to you, Jerry, is is different than how I laid it out, that is fine. But find out what is honestly, wholeheartedly successful for you. Um, make it happen. Figure out a plan to make it happen. You're welcome to email me if you have questions on that plan. But um, yeah, success is gonna be different for everybody. For me, I split it down the middle between running a profit generating growing financially company and a work-life balance that allows me to be an exceptional father as well um jerry's situation your situation may yield different results but with that said it's a great question i get it a lot broad terms like successful um are completely variant um based on who you are and your situation um, follow up with me, Jerry, also, if you have other questions, because frankly, it was a broad answer to a broad question, but let me know if you have other questions. Um, yeah, Marcus and Casey um, says he loves the episodes, which I appreciate. He, uh, he said here, he asked me to explain my thoughts on radio versus outdoor, positives and negatives. We've had a wide variety um, of radio guests on the episode, three, I believe. We've had uh, 810 um, Sports Radio. I've had Steel City. And we had uh, KCPT talk, to, talk about the bridge, um, their radio station as well. I believe that's all of them that we've had on so far. I think I have more coming. Um, radio's great. Radio has its definite positives. That's why I've had so many radio representatives on the podcast. Um, like outdoor, radio has its negatives. And... Um, I think some of those negatives um, balance out the positives outdoor quite a bit. For example, uh, with radio, um, it's very easy to turn on XM, turn on your Bluetooth. If you drive a car and you pop in a CD, you can do that. Or 
maybe some of you have cassette tapes. I don't know. But Bluetooth um, is really taken away from radio. Radio radio's different in that it's changed so much. Um, there used to be a day where every house had a radio, and that radio was a primary source of entertainment within that house. You listened to the news on the radio. You had the radio on um, opposed to the TV. You had the radio going um, uh, for family uh, bonding time. Um, there are images of people, families sitting around a table listening to the radio. It's how a lot of people got their updates. And that's years ago, but it, it's changed so much and how you receive radio has changed. Um, you know, radios doesn't have a the visual effect um, specifically. You know, versus radio per your question um, that outdoor has um, with radio, the message is received over air, and with outdoor, it's received visually. There very very rarely, if ever, will you find a billboard um, that has audio as some port of some portion of its campaign. So. That's the main difference. Again, radio and outdoor contrast each other a lot. Um, I personally think radio and outdoor work very well together. I think if you um, have a radio campaign, uh, it will benefit your company to have an outdoor campaign as well because of how much they contrast and how different the two are. And um, just for that reason, I, I like radio as an option. I think outdoor, personally, I'm obviously biased, but I think outdoor is a better option in a lot of situations. Not everyone. But, um, yeah, I mean, the main difference between radio and outdoor is how it's received. Um, you can see a billboard. You can't see a radio ad. You can hear a radio ad, but you can't hear a billboard very often. Um, but other than that, um, and the fact that you can turn on Bluetooth and just in Pandora or uh, Spotify and listen to all the music you want and avoid radio altogether. Um, it's more difficult to do that with outdoor. Uh, Dave and KC uh, asked me to talk about outdoor and why it is a why it is a media business. Dave, I don't understand your question. Talk, talk to us about outdoor and why it is a media a business can benefit from. Uh, that's what I think you meant to say. Um, I'm going to, if not, let me know. Um, your sentence is kind of convoluted. But outdoor, um, I'd, love, I'd love to talk about it. I think it's great. I mean, with traffic count numbers, especially in Kansas City, growing all the time. Impression numbers are growing all the time because the population of Kansas City is growing. Um, outdoor is a great way to reach the masses. Uh, the reason a business can benefit from it, um, especially from a branding standpoint, is because it really controls um, the message. Uh, if a billboard is put together really well, the message is short, it's concise, it's very simple, and it does an excellent job of creating an image or a brand of who you are and what your business can do. It um, allows people to... Um, very plainly understand exactly what's going on. Likewise, if you're running some sort of a next exit campaign or you're running um, some sort of um, you know directional campaign, um, man, that's that is traditional outdoor at its at its at its peak. Um, to say next exit one mile and, and visit your favorite restaurant or your favorite hotel or your va- favorite 
tourism side or whatever it may be. Um, that's an easy campaign, and it's one that and it's going to be successful. It's why people call in to our business and other outdoor companies so frequently. Outdoor is a media that a business can benefit from because it reaches the masses of your community, Kansas City, better and, in my opinion, more efficiently than a lot of other medias. Uh, Rob, he just sees in Kansas somewhere. Um, Rob tells me he struggles with his boss. He's really micromanaging uh, and controls everything that Rob does. Rob says he likes his job, but he struggles again with the boss. He wants my advice. Um, first thing, Rob, I mean, if you're in a bad spot, um, I would either change your attitude or change your job. Um, some bosses micromanage and they can't help it. And sometimes employees think they're doing a very, very good job, but their boss gets more involved because they're not. I don't know what your situation is, but my advice, if you can stand the micromanaging that he is doing for whatever reason, if you like what you do, stick it out. Uh, If it becomes a situation that you can't handle the micromanaging, but you really like your industry or your job, I would approach him. Uh, I would approach your boss professionally and um, ask him or her. Um, looks like per your sentence, it's a he. Um, for thoughts and advice on how to make changes, there's got to be a reason he's micromanaging you. Um, I, would, I would try to figure that out. Um, explain to him that you work maybe better in an environment where you're uh, allowed a free mind if uh, the opportunity feels appropriate to say that. And um, fill out the situation. As a boss, as a uh, hiring manager with a, a wide variety of employees underneath me, I appreciate the conversations when they come to me and say, hey, I have a question, I have an issue, can you help me out on this? It makes me better at what I am, what I do. I, I, I appreciate the feedback, and your manager might as well also. Um, if you can't, if you're just going to bellyache, though, about it and not do anything, then I'd go get another job. I'd find someone else in the, in the same industry or similar in, industry and move on because um, if, if, if you're not willing to work out the situation with your boss, then, you know, unfortunately a change might be needing to be made. But I first would go to the boss, talk to him about how you're doing. I would look if you've had a um, a review with him in the past. I would look at that review and see if there were areas he marked where you could improve. Now, that might be why he's micromanaging you. Um, and if he's just a micromanaging boss, then, I mean, you're in a tough spot because that's never fun. And... Um, Go from there. I will say, when I was a younger manager, um, I had a tendency to micromanage. This was years ago, but I had a tendency to really micromanage and look over my shoulder until I gained more confidence in my ability to manage. And that might be what's going on as well. Again, without knowing your situation specifically, uh, it might be someone who just doesn't have a lot of confidence. And if you could show... Um, your boss, 
that he can have confidence in you. Uh, maybe your boss's confidence would grow and it would definitely grow with you and um, the issues you're talking about would, would stop. So I hope that helps. But um, again, follow up if uh, you have questions. <laughs> Mike, in Spring Hill. Yeah, man, we do. We have a billboard on 169 in, in, in Spring Hill. Um, man, the best way to get information about our boards, any of our boards, uh, email me and I'll tr- put you, point you in the right direction. That email, I gave it out a few minutes ago, but just, again, it's uh, denglish at ad-trend.com. Yeah, we, uh, we've we got open billboards. Um, email me and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely point you in the right direction and help you out. Just a side note, that Spring Hill stretch in and out of 160, in and out of Spring Hill along 169 is dynamite. I, I love that stretch of boards we have there. So your selection is great. It's they're very budget friendly. There's some great locations. I, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk to you, Mike, because I know we have a couple openings now, or maybe a couple more coming up. So um, depending on when you listen to the podcast, or um, you know, when the podcast ends up airing. So um, yeah, man, I, I would encourage you to definitely reach out. Send me an email. I'll help you out. Uh, Joe in Leewood. This is a long one. Joe is a new sales manager. He's struggling with his team. Um, maybe Joe knows Rob in Kansas, his micromanaging. Um, he's uh, been in the position now for six months. I have a team of nine reps from a variety of backgrounds. Any advice I'll get them to buy in uh, and, and make what we have a true team? Yeah, Joe, I mean, I, there have been a couple questions here that have kind of hinted at the advice I would give you. First off, don't micromanage anyone. Um, I would really communicate, though, I think it was question two or three. Um, three. It was question three, the third one. Um, communicate officially uh, and effectively what you want to accomplish. Talk to them and explain to them your goals. I would be able to, if I were you, intelligently um, relay that information in a very efficient manner. And understand that I don't care what their backgrounds are or anything else. At the end of the day, everyone's at their job to work, and um, backgrounds and and all, all all that should really be put on the back burner um, when it comes to growing a business. In my opinion, uh, I appreciate people for who they are, obviously, but you're there to make money and you're there to grow a business. Um, so I would just communicate communicate your message with them so that it's very crystal clear and they know exactly what's going on, and there are no questions uh, when they're amongst themselves. And then the other thing I would do is um, lay out steps of how to accomplish that. Um, how how do you want to get there? Is it, depending on your type of industry, I mean, if you're a media or if you're a service industry or you're you know more of a t- in a technical type field, um, there are different strategic ways and plans that you can be that you could make. Uh, and my other advice to any manager, especially Joe, uh, with you being new in your role, man, be honest. Be honest and follow through with what you say. Um, it's amazing to me how um, far that goes. If you just follow through, if you say you're going to do something, do it. And even if it's even if it's awful and you don't want to don't want to do it, and it's easy to turn a blind eye and, and say you'll do it next time, but man, follow through with whatever you say. Um, if you ask your employees to do something, be able to do it yourself and know how to do it yourself. 
and uh, earn their trust. Earn their trust, and with that comes respect. And with that respect, uh, that they will come together as a group. And um, yeah, keep in mind. I mean, know where you are financially. Know where you are, or your your sales team is financially uh, in regards to budget. And get there. Find that. Find a way to make make success. Um, find a way to earn your keep, if you will. And again, with success um, breeds confidence. And with that confidence, your, your team will grow to trust you. Um, but yeah, man, if you can be consistent in your message, be consistent in your actions, and um, earn their trust, then I think that you will uh, find out that that group of nine that you have um, will really come together and you'll have a really, really good group. And you, uh, you won't be struggling a whole lot longer. Um, lastly here, I mean, I've flown through these, but, um, we have Devante up in North Kansas city points out that I have not talked to about print media very much. Um, he'd love to know how it works best. Uh, he wants advice before I, he calls the star, uh, print media is fine. I mean, it, it really is. It's uh, it's another one of the big, well, big four, um, Radio, outdoor, TV, and print. Um, any any numbers you look at, people will show that print media and its popularity is declining. Um, I know revenue is declining. I know sales numbers are declining over there because of so many other options that a company uh, in print has. I'm not going to specifically call out the star because I know a lot of friends over there. I'm trying to get a couple of them on to talk about all they do because... The Star is a lot more than print. It's a great, great organization that I personally um, am very fond of. But print, yeah, you're right. I've not had anyone on in a print media role yet. Print can be extremely effective for reaching a specific group of people. Um, if you uh, have an audience or you have a group of individuals or a, a specific customer base you want to reach, Print's very good at that. It's very good at relaying a message to really anyone that can read. And very, very easy to relay calls of action, calls to action. If you have a sale going on over a certain weekend or a certain month or a discount program or rewards program and you want to reach a group, print is a great way to do that. And it's easy to make changes. It's easy to really simply lay out who you are. Again, it's. I'm gonna go back to the question earlier. We talked about radio versus outdoor. Uh, I mentioned that it really depends. The main difference is how it's received, and the same is for the star or for uh, print. Um, print is received very differently than it is radio, and it's received very differently. Um, than outdoor to a degree. And oftentimes with print, uh, the length of the advertising spot um, from a time perspective is not as big of a factor. You have radio ads that are of only a certain length. You have outdoor ads that are you only have a certain read time. With print, that's not the case. You can look at it, read it three or four, five, six, read it a dozen times if you want to. Most people don't, but you can. So uh, I would um, 
if you haven't yet, which I mean, again, depends on when you listen to this next episode. Uh, when you call the start, I would talk to them about all they can offer, the different forms of print, color versus non, different areas of print, how they um, can you know, talk about digital laws, digital also. I believe they have a good digital market as well um, or a footprint. And hear what they have to say. But yes, print will work. It really will. It's on the decline, but it'll work. And I, I think that you um, should definitely go ahead and make that call and find out what they have to say and then make a decision on your, uh, depending on what you do and what your industry is. So, um, again, I wanted to say, again, that's that, that, that's a 10 that I have. Um, we're going to have some digital reps on. I think we're going to have maybe some more radio reps or radio um, stations or individuals are going to try to jump on. So we have some really exciting episodes coming up. Again, if you if you listen, please share it, um, tweet it out, uh, go on social media about it. I appreciate the feedback and and everything. It's it's really been great. We've been doing this now for uh, for several months, so the podcast, while still new, has evolved quite a bit and has so much more of a business sense, business savvy um, feel to it than I ever expected. Which is again, it's all. Thanks to you guys. So uh, if you have questions, please email them over. I, I I will compile them over time like I did this go around, and we will um, get another Q&A session now just as soon as we can. Right, my name is David English. Um, I appreciate your time listening. I Again, I'm the vice president at AdTrend Outdoor Advertising here in Kansas City, and I am the owner of Simple English Consulting, uh, also based out of KC. Thanks again, and I appreciate you listening.